Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast in a week where Monday Night Raw turned 30, where the Royal Rumble is just a day away, and where AEW paid host to an emotional tribute to the late, great Jay Briscoe. All that and so much more going on in the world of wrestling, so you are in the right place. My name is Jack Murley. I am a professional broadcaster, joined each and every week by co-host and professional rugby player Charlie Beckett to talk about everything happening inside and outside the squared circle. Hello, Mr. Beckett, and welcome to another crazy wrestling week. Morning, 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 Mr. Murley, and morning, afternoon, evening, good night to whoever's listening, <laughs> wherever they're listening. I always realize that I say good morning to you, and people could be listening to that at any time. So, hope you're enjoying this, whatever time it is, ladies and gents. Um, I am well, thank you. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was each week we think wrestling will get a little bit quieter and a little bit quieter. And as I came to the show notes today and realized we had at least a page of A4, I realized that there's no chance of wrestling getting slower. This is just the pace it's operating at now. It's bonkers. Shall we start with the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, which had about as much star power as the company could muster up? No Rock, no Stone Cold Steve Austin, but appearances by The Undertaker, Degeneration X, Hulk Hogan, and a returning Brock Lesnar means there's plenty to talk about. I thought this was a really good show, Charlie. Yeah, I thought it was a really well done um, celebration show. I know in their Raw 1000 and the 25th anniversary shows, they've been accused of leaning too heavily on nostalgia and uh, burying some of the younger talent, which I think has been the truth. You think of uh, DX burying uh, the Revival, uh, for one. But, which um, they've had words about this week, FTR. Mm, yes, I can understand why. <laughs> um, I thought this was a brilliant, brilliant mix of nostalgia and uh, and modern-day stars and furthering the storylines. I mean, we could have done without Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart at the start. That was That was strange. Um, but that aside, I think everything was a hit. Um, we'll get onto it massively, but I'm sure. But I was just enthralled by the trial of Sami Zayn. Let's um, do let's do that now. Let's start off with it because I think it speaks to how this show wasn't a nostalgia fest by the fact that one of the most talked about segments didn't feature any nostalgic legacy stars at all. The trial of Sami Zayn went about 20 minutes. Paul Heyman campaigning to boot Sami Zayn out, but Jey Uso, of all people, saying he should stay, and it was enthralling. It was cinematic perfection. No, it wasn't, but it was absolutely brilliant. But the thing I'm fascinated by is they changed it midweek from the acknowledgement ceremony. So what's happened midweek? Because that's not the sort of swerve they do on purpose, I don't think. I think you don't advertise one thing and then have to change it after you've sold tickets because you're going to get yourself in trouble. Mm. So what has happened for that change to come about? And are all the reports reading online that The Rock has decided he's not in good enough shape to wrestle? Which, by the way, if The Rock's not in good enough shape to do anything, then all of us may as well give up. <laughs> like, genuinely just give up if The Rock's in bad shape. Um, so I'm fascinated by that. But if you look at the segment itself, it was excellent, wasn't it? There was twists, there was turns, there was some really good acting. Sammy not defending himself. Mm. Like, yeah, I'll take what's coming here. Roman's genuine rage. Heyman being the slimiest little snake you've ever seen. And then, yeah, Jey Uso with the save. I think... There's two ways you can look at why they changed the segment. The first is, 
Is it that The Rock was booked and The Rock decided not to turn up because he wasn't in shape and they've had to change their plans for the whole of WrestleMania? I guess. I guess maybe it could be that. There's also speculation that maybe there were travel issues with some of the elder members of the Anuari family, which meant they couldn't be there. So it might just be logistical. All that said, I don't think you could have got much better than what we got. I mean, I don't know what the plan was for the acknowledgement ceremony. And apart from it being The Rock and him not showing up... Okay, that might have been better, but I didn't see any problems with what we got. And I I guess the one thing is, it did skip forward a little bit. If I had one criticism, suddenly Paul Heyman, who on SmackDown was saying, isn't it better to have Sammy in the castle pissing out than outside the castle pissing in, was suddenly trying to kick him out entirely. That was my one thing that I thought, that's a little bit of a leap forward. But I get it if they had to call an audible. Yeah, it is a little bit of a leap, but one the one person who could do it is Paul Heyman because he oh. will just go whichever way the wind blows. That that that's Heyman, isn't it? He will. He seemed the character, not the man. The character have, of Paul Heyman has no morals, has no spine, goes whichever way the paycheck is. So uh, that that you could make sense of that if you wanted to. Um, I'm very interested by Roman saying your final test will be at the Rumble. What does Roman want Sammy to do at the Rumble? I hope on Saturday we get those little vignettes they've done before where you, just the whole way through the show they always feed back to Roman's changing room and something to do with the bloodline and we've got that running through the show like war games. Yeah. Do you, do you think that there was something to the fact as well? Here's where I think it's so good. In the Heyman video he put together there were things like the shoulder check that Sammy gave Roman. Now, do you think they realised that after the event, or do you think it's been so intricate they went, all right, let's remember we made him give that shoulder check back when for a little bit of intrigue there? Because it's such long-term storytelling. I think that particular example has to have been retrospective. Yeah, you'd think so. Oh, we bumped into him there, let's make a thing of it. It has to be. Let's talk about who we didn't get then, because The Rock wasn't there. Do you think that means we're all systems go for Roman Sammy at Mania? Did you think the absence of The Rock was WWE sending a signal saying, he ain't coming, this is what you get in? Or, well, yes, yes, I do. But the child and fan in me says, well, everyone had decided we were getting The Rock. They've done everything they can to show us we're not getting The Rock. What if he turns up at number 30 in the Rumble now? Do you, do you, we'll talk more about the Rumble in a bit, but do you think, because I'm now of the view, and I'll look a fool come Sunday morning when The Rock comes out and wins the whole thing, I'm of the view, The Rock wasn't there, we're not getting The Rock. I don't think we're getting The Rock at Mania. I think we the cards on the table are what we're getting. I think we're going for Roman Sammy or Roman Cody. Yeah, gun to my head, I, I agree with you, but the child in me wants, wants The Rock. Yeah, I, I wonder how they're feeling at BT Sport. Our friends at BT Sport WWE. Who- well, they're still teasing it yesterday with their five wild picks. Well, hang on, let me find it because they do this. I just think these fellas don't care. They also they also teased on this graphic that you're pulling up, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I think they teased Jay White turning up in the yeah, Rumble as well. Yeah, they do. Let's here we go. So, <laughs> our five wild predictions: one, Brock Lesnar dominates. Could see it. Yep. Two, Ripley sets records. Could could see it. Yep. Three, Jay White turns up. Right, well, you can't just start naming people who aren't in the company. Four, we get Dark Asuka from her New Japan days. I'd love that. Uh, and five, The Rock's there. <laughs> but I think they're like the mischievous little brothers who just, like, yeah. WWE probably don't know what they're up to half the time. They don't really care. And they just, and look, it makes wrestling more interesting. So so the fan in you wants the, thinks The Rock could turn up, but the sensible 
20-odd-year-old uh, wrestling fan knows that he's not coming, right? First of all, I'm 30-odd-year-old now. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. It's worrying. It's when we met, I was 20-odd-year-old. No, no. um, Welcome to it. How do you find it? <laughs> uh, I'm not there yet, so give it a few years. Okay. Well, more about the Rumble coming up, but let's talk about the return of The Undertaker as the American badass persona for the first time since 2003 and seeming to pass the torch to Bray Wyatt in a really good segment with LA Knight as well. Now, I've not been the biggest on Bray Wyatt since he's returned. I found some of his segments fairly skippable. Couldn't skip that. Couldn't skip American Badass coming back. Yeah, it just makes complete sense for him to come back as American Badass, doesn't it, now? Because we've all seen the documentary. We all know who Mark Calloway is. We all, we all know this. So don't bring him back as Spooky Dookie. That's not really going to get us going anymore. Bring him back as, if you're going to, as this man who he, who he is. I think we've all realised that the American Badass is 95% the real Mark Calloway, haven't we? Mm. So... Yeah, I thought it was a really good use of Taker. Um, in years gone by, he would have choke slammed him there and then and given nothing to Bray, but to feed him to Bray Wyatt like that. And then the little whisper of whatever he said, it, it seemed like the finally we got the passing of the torch moment that we've been wanting from Taker to someone else. And hopefully they keep this Bray Wyatt who is not really spooky dooky and weird and more the person with his weird tendencies. If that makes sense, a little bit like the Taker who wrestled AJ Styles in the Boneyard match. Yes. A mix of them both. That's what I want from this Bray. I want him to be able to come out and cut a promo and talk about his wife and his children, that he is a real human being. But also, yeah, he likes to put a bit of eyeliner up and zap lightning out of his hands now and again. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's fine. It's 2023. If you want eyeliner, you crack on. I, I think you're so right about this Undertaker, because the most value you can get from The Undertaker now, I would say, and what do I know, is as a guy who can sit down and do interviews and do the media appearances and all of that and do that show where he, he was, did you see he was looking for sneakers as well on social? Yeah, he's looking for his new trainees, isn't he? Now you can't have The Undertaker looking for the new trainers on the Sunday night and then coming out in black hat, trench coat, shooting lightning on the Monday. You, you just can't do it in this day and age. So you, you use this version. And I, when I came into wrestling, I loved the American badass persona. That was my Undertaker. And when spooky Undertaker came back, I was a bit like, I'm too old for this. And I had to adjust to it. So I, I quite like having my Undertaker back. Yeah. And there'll be a massive portion of the crowd who do prefer the American badass. I'm because my Undertaker is um, just after he changed back was mm. when I got into wrestling. So mid 2000s, I've, I've grown up with spooky Taker. So he's my, he's my man. But I do like the realism of the American badass. He just is a, he is an American badass. And it's very, very easy for the Undertaker to play because it's so natural to him. It, it, it's his persona. Uh, yeah, I think you're so right. I don't think, I think there's about that much difference between Mark mm. Calloway and the Undertaker. So we saw him return. Brock Lesnar also interfered in the main event as he is a penchant for doing. There's not a main event that Brock Lesnar doesn't occasionally think I'll have a piece of that. And he appears to be teeing up a match with Lashley down the line, theory retaining the US title. How did his return hit you? Genuine surprise. Yeah. Genuine surprise, which is always nice, isn't it, in this modern day? Mm. Um, oh, I, I like this this use of Brock. Brock and Lashley as a match at Mania. Yeah, yeah I, I can get behind that. Yep. What, what else are these two guys going to do? Give them 10, 15 minutes, just absolutely smash to that. I, I would suspend betting on the barricade, having someone spear through it. <laughs> I'd suspend betting on that spot being used. Um Make it a no-holds-barred match. Yeah. Like give them free reign to just go and 
being big, strong boys doing big, strong boy things. Just give them that free reign. Like, if you want a five-star classic in the Tokyo Dome, not, don't, not this won't be for you. This will be fun, ooh, hard to watch in the right way, I think. Um, and I'd have them eliminate each other in the Rumble. I'd have Lashley eliminate Brock and Brock come back in and eliminate Lashley. I was going to... Jealousy and anger. I was going to say that. I, th- I think we see a Lesnar appearance in the Rumble on Saturday yeah. night then. And I think we see Lashley get into it with him. I mean, let's not discount the fact these two guys probably could have a technical wrestling match if they wanted. they got the absolutely. skills. They're two uh, professional MMA fighters. Yeah. These guys could absolutely put on a classic if you wanted them to. This, that's just in WWE, that's not what was. I think if we wanted to see that, we'd have to go over to Bellator or uh, UFC. Do you know what? Speaking of big, strong boys just belting each other around a bit, it came up on my Instagram feed yesterday. A reminder of that, I think it was a triple threat with Lesnar, Strowman and someone else at the Rumble where they properly get into it. Do you remember where I think Strowman was, yes. was going too I, quickly? Um, yes, I saw it. It was an interview, wasn't it, with, um, I think with BT Sport. Strowman did, he talks about it and they yeah. show it. I, I saw it recently and he... Um, he knees Lesnar and Lesnar doesn't like it and Lesnar gets stands up and gives him a genuine right hand and it rocks the big fella. And he laughs at the end. He says, not many people take them and stay standing. And he laughs about being like, I almost didn't. It Oh, God. If Brock Lesnar threw a genuine right hand at my face, I think I'd be in a coma for at least a month. I, I, I think I, I wouldn't be alive. I just think he would kill me. He would drop me dead. And... I sort of wonder sometimes when I see that clip again, I think, what if Strowman, because Lesnar has knocked out huge men, what if he dropped Strowman there? And that, like, if you're Vince backstage, you just go, ah, oh, no. Ah. Oh. It kind of it kind of ruins your monster of all monsters persona, doesn't it? That Brock Lesnar just knocked him out with one punch. It would have killed his push absolutely dead. So I'm looking forward to Brock Lesnar being back. And this time last year, when we were talking about a Royal Rumble won by Brock Lesnar, and we just went, oh, for goodness sake. I, I'm excited to have him back. Any other standout moments from Raw for you? Any other things? Because it was it was a loaded show. Kurt Angle just wants to be part of a group. <laughs> he just wants to be part of it. He's tried The Shield. Now he's trying DX. Um, I love Kurt Angle. Um, I like that they kind of allude to the fact that they've not got Billy Gunn there. Like They, they kind of just be like, ah, oh, where's Billy? Yeah. Um, DX are always fun. Um, I don't I think, like- or Kurt Angle, just to cut across you that, I don't think he gets enough respect put on his name as a wrestler for two reasons. One is because I think he spent more of his career having bangers in TNA than he did in WWE. And also because he's so good at that comedy. Like, he yeah. is an A-star comedy player and an A-star wrestler. And now because he can't wrestle, he does a comedy and we all go, ah, oh, Kurt, ah, oh, Kurt. But he's, he's actually like a your, badass. He's like your uncle who ro- he's like your uncle who rocks up and is funny, and then like your older cousins have to tell you, no, he was he was like a serious badass, you know. Yeah, Uncle Kurt. Um, I really liked. I know we're not getting it. I know we're not getting it. But Gunther versus Triple H. That's the big what if, isn't it? I mean, ooh, but I like how they're using Gunther, Walter, Wunter, Wunter. <laughs> I was wondering if there was a, a name worse than Golter, Gunther. Golter. Um, <laughs> Wunter. I really like how it doesn't feel wrong to put him against DX there. Like, he is a big enough deal, it seems, at the moment. I, yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, and I like that before we got 
the comedy, oh, I'm retired. We did yeah. get that stare down, which they can use in video footage for years mm. to come. Because also, we're not going to get it because of his illness issues with yeah. his heart triple H. Completely we know that. But you look at the shape he's in and you still think he could go, don't you? Like, the other guys in DX look like they might be retired now. Yeah. If we're being respectful. Yeah, like, yeah. They, you, you don't think those men could go anymore. No. Apart from Sean, I'm sure Sean still could because he's Sean. Sean can go in his but, 90s. Yes. But Triple H, you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, you still beat beat the crap out of most people, wouldn't you? Um, so I liked that a lot. Um, I read a report, and it's true, that the steel cage got called off because the trial went too long. Yeah. If true, is really tough for Bailey and Becky. It's live TV. It happens, doesn't yeah. it? And actually, I thought they made uh, the best they could of that situation. And also, look, if this had been any other Monday Night Raw, you'd have felt robbed if you were a fan there, mm. not seeing Becky Bailey in a steel cage. At this Monday Night Raw, no one can say they didn't get value for money. Bad luck to the women. It just it just happens sometimes, doesn't it? And I yeah. thought they made the best situation they could of that. No, I agree. They made a good segment out of it. So I, I, I thought it was a really, really strong Raw. And I saw a few people tweeting, if Raw was this good every week, I'd be watching every week without a doubt. So it was good. Also, really enjoyed Triple H uh, acknowledging the fact that he books the show. Yeah, that was smart. That was this that booking was, isn't easy. Really like that. Just the right level of inside for me. That one. Well, let's talk about the big week continuing for WWE. Obviously, SmackDown is on tonight, as you hear this. Uh, most of you, anyway. Uh, and then the Royal Rumble is Saturday, the start of the road to WrestleMania. The Rumble comes to the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Two Rumble matches: Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in the first ever pitch black match; Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed Universal Championship; and Bianca Belair versus Alexa bliss for the wwe raw women's championship i make that one two three four five matches but don't kid yourself it's going to be a long show with two rumbles but it's exciting charlie very exciting what do we reckon about four hours yeah an hour and a bit for each rumble yeah you're probably looking at then an hour and a half or so for the other three matches and let's be honest with all respect to bianca belair versus alexa bliss that's the skippable one on this show that I reckon that'll go slap bang in the middle. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that's going to go in the middle. Um, I still maintain that if you can do a two night mania, you should do a two night rumble because I think having two rum two hour long matches of anything is a struggle. I think we felt that about war games as well, didn't we? At Survivor Series, just yeah. two on this card is a lot. Well, let, let's be honest. Purely because of the stakes, the intrigue, the story, and the star power. The Women's Rumble is always the poorer Rumble and the less exciting because going into it this year, there is... And I'm sorry, when I say poorer, not in quality. No. That there have been years the Women's Rumble is a better match. Oh, yeah. There's less intrigue because there's normally more storyline in the men's titles and the women's because of the way wrestling is done. There are more male stars. So it's a tough spot for the women, I always think. And we had the main event the first year because it was the first Women's Rumble. It was a huge event. I don't think you could have made an argument for them to main event a Rumble since with their Rumble. No, and, and that I, shows you that maybe it should be two nights because the Rumble should be the main event and the Women's Rumble should be the main event of a night. It's a huge match and it's exciting and it's brilliant, but it does get overshadowed because it goes on first. And, and you also, you have, I think what you're alluding to here is the heritage issue. We, we forget how far we've come in a relatively short period of time with the Women's Revolution, but 
you had decades where women weren't given the respect they deserved, weren't given the opportunities they deserved. So when you're booking a rumble and you're saying, who are our surprises? Who are our big names coming back? And in the first rumble, you get Trish, you get the Bellas, you get... It's quite hard to stack it up with that returning star power. That said, I'm really excited about some parts of the Women's Rumble this weekend, including Rhea Ripley, who I want to have do double duty. I want her... Hear me out on this for fantasy booking. I want her to get eliminated really early in the Women's Rumble. Really early, by surprise. And I want her to be final three of the Men's Rumble. Okay, that's cool. That's, That's what cool. I would do. I would yep. have her, oh, Rhea's missed her chance. And then Rhea, Rhea Ripley becomes the first serious, credible threat to win the men's rumble. Now, I know it's odd, because why would you have a women's rumble and a men's rumble where the women can win the men's yeah, rumble? Yeah. But there's wrestling. Ignore that. I'd do that. Yeah, I, I could see it. That's a really cool idea. That, that is, but I, I think Rhea's going to go on a tear in the women's rumble. Yeah. I think, I think it's hers to lose. I don't yes. see, if not Rhea Ripley, who do you have win the women's rumble? Who do you go for? No one jumps out at me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? No one jumps out. as I'd like to see Asuka do well in it. Um, I like the I'd dark li Asuka idea. Yes. I'd really like to see Shayna Baszler do well in it. Yes. The great thing about the Rumble is it can rebuild people who need a bit of rebuilding. And I think Shayna is someone who could benefit from that, you know, have her throw out 15 women for all I can. Have her yeah. eliminate more than half of the competition. Yeah. Um, does Naomi come back? No. Yes. Okay. No. Yes. What? Yes, Sorry. she does. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, she does. I think she does come back, actually. I've changed my mind on that because it would make sense from her family situation, for all we understand. But, you know, Vince McMahon's back in charge. Does that influence yeah. things? Does he say, I don't want her back? I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I was thinking about who you could have as surprises in that women's rumble. And if you take Sasha Banks out of it, because I don't think that's happening, I think Naomi's your biggest surprise you could get. Yeah, and and I always love seeing Trish. If you can get Trish there, great. If you can have a I'm never going to complain about Trish Stratus being on the screen. She is, she is one of my all-time favourites, but I don't think we get her. So I think the Women's Rumble will be in a tricky spot as always, but will we'll deliver. The Men's Rumble announced entrants include Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Who's winning your Men's Rumble? So what I like about the men's rumble this year is they've announced 15, I believe, and they're 15 genuine stars. Like There, there isn't much filler in there. And then to keep 15 that you don't know is really cool. I, I'm excited about that. Who wins your men's rumble? Uh, I think yeah, Sami Zayn wins your men's rumble. I don't think. If, they, if what we're reading is true and they were all geared up for The Rock and that hasn't happened, and then apparently they offered it to Stone Cold, and he said no, which is amazing, by the way. What a ridiculous statement to say. I don't think it was the plan, but I think you've stumbled on absolute gold, genuine gold with this Sami Zayn story. I think it's Cody. Okay. I don't I don't think you do if you WWE four weeks of build up to Cody Rhodes coming back and announcing he's in the rumble to have him go over the top rope by someone else. I just don't think you do that. However, I'm just going to say this so I might look like the smartest man in the room come next week. It is in Texas, the home of Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
It is a dome show. We're looking for surprises. Are you telling me the roof wouldn't come off that building if Stone Cold Steve Austin came down at number 10, threw a few men over the top rope, and then maybe Gunter eliminated him? Maybe someone else came in to beat him down. I think a Stone Cold cameo may happen. I could absolutely see a Stone Cold come because it sounds like he's going to have another Mania match, potentially. And there's nowhere better to build it than the Rumble. Have someone eliminate him cheating or something? I don't know. But yeah, I I, I could absolutely see uh, Stone Cold um, in there, 100%. And we would all go berserk. I think with Cody, the story to tell might be the man chasing it who just can't get it. Yeah. And then eventually does. So the injury, second in the Rumble. I'd like to see him lose a, I'm going to book my favourite thing, a tournament. I'd like to see him lose a tournament final. I'd like to see him be dominating a triple threat or a fatal four-way or an elimination chamber and then not quite get them. There is a really good, because if if the story is Cody comes back, says he wants title, gets the title. Mm. <sighs> like, yes, he's had his injury, but that's real life. There's no booking there. I think his babyface turn changes quite quickly there. But if you get the man chasing it, I think you get some genuine, real, proper baby-faced love from him there. And the way you do it as well, um, it, it's real life. He's doing it because he wants to honour his dad and everyone loves Dusty. So tell that story and make him the man give him. I want 12 months of him chasing it. Let's talk AEW Dynamite, an emotional tribute match between two Ring of Honor legends, Mark Briscoe squaring off with Jay Lethal in about the pay tribute to Mark's late brother Jay on what would have been his 39th birthday. Also announcing an absolutely stacked card for next Wednesday. Timothy Thatcher versus Brian Danielson, John Moxley versus Hangman Page, and Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen in a no-holds-barred match. Uh, AEW breaking the 1 million viewer mark for this show. No doubt the main draw, that emotional match between Jay and Mark Briscoe. Um, Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe. Um, incredibly difficult. Man, if this doesn't make you cry, I don't know what will. Yeah. Um, for, well, first of all, the whole situation, as we alluded to last week, is heartbreaking. To then see... Jay's brother Mark wrestle on what would have been his 39th birthday against a very close friend of theirs, Jay Lethal, in a match in tribute purely to his brother is just, yeah, like this is this is real life, raw emotional stuff. And I think that it's the perfect way for them to pay tribute to him to put on a really good match because that's what he would have wanted, you you believe. Um I I don't know how Mark Briscoe did it. I, I honestly don't know how he did it. I, I don't think I'd be strong enough if a member of my family had passed to go out there. and Because as we think, like those two guys have wrestled together for how long? This is the first time he's wrestled since the past. The first time he's had to wrestle without his brother to do it in tribute on his birthday. Um, I thought it was very classy yep. of AEW. I thought it was done superbly. Um, and I, I've got nothing but respect for everyone involved and love for everyone involved. And you hear that... Um, the two Briscoe girls are on the mend, which is brilliant news. And yeah, the, yeah the, the, there's nothing but really sad, but great things to say about this. It was beautifully done. And, and very, very classy. And actually WWE is the daddy for tribute videos. I thought that video that, that they put together was, was really, really lovely, really, mm. really lovely. And I thought that, and you know, you feel for Tony Khan because this is twice 
in the short two-year, three-year history of AEW, he's had to do this. Once with Brody Lee, once with Jay Briscoe, it, it's two times too many. It's a reminder to hold the ones you love close and, and do all of that, and I thought really well done. And the thing I think as well is it's not ballet. I can't imagine what these men's minds was like going into this and they had to keep each other safe and they had to tell a story it wasn't like they could just sit and do what i do and read a script and play some music and then all's fine you know so to do to wrestle in that condition i just thought amazing how can jay lethal go out there and make it like he wants to win as well yeah no one wants to beat mark briscoe in that moment no but anyone would lie down for that man and let them get the one two three and get out of there so Incredible for Jay Lethal to make it look like it was a genuine competitive match and he wanted to win it without disrespecting Jay Briscoe. Uh, it was a very, very tough situation and I can't imagine them doing it any better than they did. And AEW continues to be on a great run of, of, mm. of shows. And I think because they've got so long between the last pay-per-view and this upcoming pay-per-view, it feels like they're bubbling under the radar a little bit. But you, you look at the card for next week, your man Timothy Thatcher making his AEW debut. How is he not British? I know. I saw this on Twitter (laughs) the other day. He's the most British man who's not British anyone's ever seen. (laughs) He looks it. He sounds it. You couldn't have a Thatcher. His surname is Thatcher and his first name is Timothy. He looks like he should be William Regal's son. And you love Timothy Thatcher. You've got a big soft spot for him. Him and Brian Danielson... Ooh, Jeez yeah. Louise, that is going to be appointment viewing next Wednesday. However you watch your, your AW Dynamite, that is going to just bang because they are going to be technical, they're going to be stiff, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be really, really good. Um, you, you're completely right. AW is on a low-key, brilliant run at the moment without any huge shows, big pay-per-views. They're just putting on really good weekly wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman and Mox is very, very good. Moxie just standing there and telling Renee Paquette that he's going to knock out her husband, cold as day. Paige standing there and doing that. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Paige standing there saying that to um, Renee is just, it's just amazing. And Renee just has to be there and listen because that's her job. Any other walk of life, someone says, I'm going to knock out your husband, you take offence. She's like, okay, thanks for that, Adam. (laughs) Best version of of Hangman Adam Page we've seen in... A long time. I'd say 100%. better than his title run. Yeah, 100%. Best way to use this guy, have him be not cocky, but confident, devilishly handsome, charismatic, backstage with Rene, just and can deliver in the ring. Are him and Hook hanging out a little bit. Oh, don't. Don't do yeah. that. Don't do He's that. He's devilishly me. handsome. Uh, There's a tag team. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hangman Hook. Hangman. Hook's name works with anything. I like him. I like Jungle Hook. I mean, look, let's not muck about as well Samoa Joe Darby Allen no holds barred next Wednesday that'll do god that's gonna be that's gonna be brutal in it do you know what that's gonna be everyone listening who likes wrestling will have this older brother younger brother older sister younger sister whoever one's a bit bigger one's a bit smaller you buy the swimming pool on holiday and you just throw each other for about half an hour that's what this match is gonna be what is Darby Allen gonna let Samoa Joe do to him let him do to him as well. He's he's going to suggest it. That's the thing. Like backstage, he'd be like, "Jeb, do this." And Samoa Joe's be like, "Going like, are you are you sure? 
Are you honestly, kid? Are you sure? Like, yeah, 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 let's do it. He seems to be mental in all the best ways, Darby Allen. I love it. I think it's great. Um, some uh, feedback coming in from our friend Andrew, who listens regularly. Uh, I've been thinking about this, guys, for the last two weeks or so. Does Billy Gunn turn on the acclaim to help his kids win the tag titles? Blood is thicker than water. If that is how they go, I wonder if it's the only way to get the Gun Club more heat. Would probably uh, have to have the acclaimed or top flight the way they're getting billed and take the belts off them quickly. He also says, because last week we were speculating about CM Punk being the guy that Adam Page was alluding to. Uh, as for Hangman's interview on Wednesday, by the way, it never crossed my mind that it might be Punk until you said it. They'd been building up to an elite reunion before Omega came back, so that makes a lot of sense. And on Punk, don't forget, he got injured in the last Mox match too. I reckon whenever he's ready to go, we'll see a callback to MJF at the end of All Out and Punk will return to confront him at the end of either Revolution or Double or Nothing. He'll put MJF over as a champ and then maybe we'll get Punk potentially with FTR versus the Elite. Yeah, so I think the Punk thing is really interesting, isn't it? Really interesting. It's it's the big, it's, it's the elephant in the room. Is he going to come back? And I think until we have clarity either way, I think we're going to keep um, speculating. And I think that'd be a really good way to do it. I always liked Punk with FTR. Yes. Uh, I like I like that trio. So I think that's really exciting. Uh, and I hope he does. I hope for us wrestling fans, we do get Punk back. Um, as soon as I saw the Gun Club versus the Acclaim this weekend and they were bigging up Billy Gunn in the middle, I was like, oh no. Yeah. No, that that's not good for the Acclaimed, I don't think. I think. The trio, hear me out. I think the trio's titles are hurting the Acclaim's tag team run. Now, why do I think that? Because if you didn't have the trio's titles, you'd be going to the Acclaimed versus the Young Bucks. That would be the match you want to see. But we can't do that because the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are the trio's champions. And we just had a seven-match series where that took priority. And I, I think it's a case of one set of titles too many, but also you don't really have that many distinct trios versus tag teams. So every trios bout you put on, you take away from the tag team division and think how hot the acclaimed were. And they're still a really hot act. I think the gun club have cooled them off. I don't think acclaimed were hot enough to elevate the gun club to their level. I think acclaimed are dropping down a little bit to the gun club level. Now one rap from Max Caster and we're, we're back in business and nothing bad's happening, but that's sort of my take on it. Yeah. But I also think it's the classic, do it when people aren't expecting it and don't want it. So surely at some point, Billy Gunn turns on the acclaim. That's where this goes. Yeah. Or one of the acclaim turns on the other. We're at that point where they're still hot. Everyone loves them. Now is the time to pull the trigger. And I I just think it makes sense, doesn't it? They're, they're Billy Gunn's kids. Yeah. They're his kids. He, he's always going to side with them, really. Would you? You've seen them. If they were your kids? Yeah, but... There is kids. I don't know. Now, look, we don't watch New Japan that much. However, the promotion went viral this week after an amazing angle between Okada and, forgive me, Kiyomiya is how I would say it. I don't watch uh, New Japan enough to know if I've got that right. If I haven't, I apologise. What I do know is that these two fellas battered each other. If you want to see a stiff kick delivered in the right way, Okada in this match. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, Charlie. Oh, yeah. And you told me that apparently it was to work. And I don't believe you. I think they just hate each other. 
I, it, is all, it is all work. It's planning. It's building up to a match. You don't nope. believe that? No. Nope. That was shoot fighting. That was absolute <laughs> shoot. Two men just having a fight. Oh, it was stiff. It was. Oh, they just kick each other in the head, don't they? If you haven't seen it, and I, I'm guessing if you listen to this, you almost certainly have. But Okada, essentially, this uh, Kiyomiya fella comes in and tries to break up, I think, a, a, a rear naked headlock or something like that, a chin lock mm. or something from behind, and sort of slaps him a few times in the back and nothing's going on. And then he just boots him in the face like a conversion in rugby. He just goes, yeah. have some of that. And Okada goes bananas. He just flips out. Yeah, he just hauls him around that arena, beating 10 bells at him, doesn't he? And the thing that makes it look like a shoot is the fact that Kiyomiya doesn't defend himself. He just, he, a little bit, but he sort of just turtles up a little bit. Fetal position and just tell me when it's over. Yeah, it's, he just <clears> takes <throat> that beating. And I don't know how he's still standing. No, it was hard but brilliant to watch. And if you're a New Japan fan, as we know lots of folks are, this is huge. We probably don't get it because we don't watch as mm. much. But you and I will both go out of our way to find this match when it happens now, right? 100%. If you are a New Japan fan listening, please do get in touch and yes. let, give me some of, give us some of the backstories because wrestling is brilliant, but there's too much wrestling and not enough time. So for my, myself, I know Jack as well. New Japan is one of the ones that falls under the radar and we don't see enough of. But please, 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 if you are... Get in touch on Twitter and tell me the backstory to this. Tell us what's going on so I'm fully invested because this one angle has got me interested in this fight. I think that's how our turn happens. I think this is what you do to me. So I thought for a second you were going to say you to me. I'd say, wow, Jack. Oh, no. You would glance that off. If I kicked you in the face, it would be like you got nicked shaving. And what would happen here, Jack, is you'd be we'd be sat doing something and then you'd be not listening because you're reading your book too much and I'd be too angry at you and then just kick you in the face, get your attention. I have to say, I was away this weekend with my family and there was what can only be described as a brawl between two of my nephews and it was absolutely fantastic because it was a proper wrestling-style pull-apart brawl. Were, you, were the family pulling apart and then letting them go to get back at each other? Yes, it was that. Good. It was Good. it was on a badminton court because we're very middle class yes. and a game had degenerated. One is about six, one is about four. The four-year-old, just from behind, rugby tackled the six-year-old. They rolled around and then, hand to God, the four-year-old tried to headbutt him. And it was like Angle wow. Joe from TNA. Did one of them say, I'll kill you? And they all have to say, you're going to have to. Yeah, and then Adam Pierce appeared from nowhere and pulled them apart and it was amazing. It was so Ooh. good. Talking of Adams, yes. we've got Bandana Adam Cole cutting a promo. Yes. And that's when that's like Thierry Henry with um, his thermals on his gloves. <laughs> that's when you know, sorry, shorts, that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah. That's Bandana Cole. I'm happy to have Adam Cole back. But yeah, Adam Pierce turned up at Centre Park and stopped everyone. Great promo from Adam Cole. These, these, mm. these vignette. I love a vignette. We love him with Cody. We love him with uh, Adam uh, Cole. And when he comes back, not going to be. I like that they're doing that because we got that big moment in California and they've just built on it. I think AEW's doing great work. It's a great time for wrestling. Yeah, I always think with those promos, like, imagine be like, right. Bob, Cameron, let's get down to the ring. Come on, let's go. It must be very awkward setting it up. Like, come on, to the ring. What? Let's do it here, Adam. No, I need to be sat in the ring at a perfect angle to cut this promo. Do you know what I did think? I thought he had very small legs, Adam <laughs> Adam Cole. There's a lot of shots of him sort of crisscrossing across the ring, and I thought he has got very petite ankles. Yeah, 
Well, I'm going to leave that with you because you'd kill us all. Just go back and look at his small ankles. Anyway, let's do something uh, from everyday life we love, something we hate, something needs to get the push and something needs to go back to developmental. Where are you going, first or second? Uh, I'll go second today. Excellent. My back to developmental is the fact I can't play instruments. I'm very cross about this. Right. Um, I have invested in TikTok for no reason other than I feel I should. And I've, for some reason, been spammed by lots of really talented people playing instrumental covers of pop songs. And I'd love to do it. And I just can't. And it's frustrating me. What instrument would you like to play the most? Piano. Oh, I think it's such a boss move. There's a piano in the room. Just sit down there and off you go. Um, I actually have grade three on the tuba. (laughs) That is a fact. (laughs) Seriously? 100%. Uh, but I incredibly managed to get to grade three without learning how to read music. Right. Um, and I was in the orchestra at school because no one else played the tuba and they needed a tuba. Okay. And what I learned very quickly was the tuba never carries the tune. Right. It just gives a bass. So what I cleverly learned, I thought, was I can just play the same notes over and over again as long as I get the tempo right and they don't <laughs> know. So what I used to play was at different tempos, I used to go boom, boom. Boom, 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 over and over again. And I got away with it for about six months. And then we were playing, this is a ridiculous story, but it's a God's honest truth. We were in a rehearsal and we were playing Star Wars theme. And no one told me. And my, one of my best mates had the trumpet and he knew I couldn't read music. And he didn't think to tell me that for four bars, Tuba took the tune. <laughs> He didn't think to tell me that. <laughs> so there I am doing it, and this is what happens. He goes, and the whole like orchestra oh, stop and look at me, and I don't realize what's happening because I'm not even listening. I'm just oh, in my You're own in the zone. I'm like, I'm like, oh, we finished. I mean, the, the music teacher went, Charlie, can you not read music? And I just went, ah, oh, I'm found out here. And I went, no. Oh. He, went, he went, I think we're done here. I said, oh, okay. And that brutal. was in my Cuba career. Yeah. Brutal. The yeah. shame of, well, look, I had no idea it would lead to that gem. That's, have, have you still got a tuba lurking around somewhere? No, I don't. I don't. Do you ever on drunken rugby nights out just play the tuba? tuba out? Just, well, let's leave that alone. Um, so back, <laughs> back to developmental is I can't play instruments. Earning the push for me is pigs. I'm reading a book about farm animals. I want a pig. Okay, are you five years old? Nope. You're reading a book about farm animals? This is the whole point of the book. The book says, if you want to learn about farm animals, you have to get children's books. This is a grown-up book about farm animals and how amazing they are. And pigs are sensational animals. Give me some pig facts then. Okay, pigs sleep snout to snout to keep each other warm. Pigs right. like the moon because in nature they're nocturnal, so they often go out and look at the moon and sing at the moon. Why are they not nocturnal at farms? Because we train them not to be. Because we've domesticated them. So Ooh, that's quite sad. That's the whole point of the book. Yeah, pigs can't sweat, which is why they uh, wallow in mud. Pigs will never defecate in their pen. They will uh, Good always. Uh, well done, yeah. pigs. Pigs, pigs are brilliant. So I want a pig. If I, if I could only eat one animal for the rest of my life, it'd be a pig. That was not and, the point of the book. I have to I make that you're clear. A vegetarian, but I just want to say because I think it gives you everything: bacon, sausages, black pudding for your breakfast, yeah. ham for a sandwich, okay, gammon 
Yeah. Roast pork. I want to be. Everything. I want to be clear. The whole point of this book is how you shouldn't be eating farm animals. And you've heard. Oh, me- I didn't know that. You didn't <laughs> tell me that. Bit. And you've heard me go. They're smart. They're intelligent. They sing at the moon. And you go. Yeah, I'd eat all of them. I would eat every bit of them. You didn't tell me it was so we didn't eat them. I it, wouldn't have made the point. It was just making the point that these animals are smarter than you think. So maybe they are. They're incredible and they're brilliant, but they're ooh, they're tasty. I'm not going to send you that book then. I don't think it'd work for you. I, I, do you know what? I had a whole thing on pigs to do, but let's leave it there. Go on, give no, me... I, no, give me more pig facts. No, because you'll just get hungry. No, I won't, I promise. That's it. No, I'm done with my pig facts now. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Go on, tell me sad. yours. Tell me yours. Um, my back to developmental mm. is the fact that adult life is a non-stop cycle of washing your clothes, yes. folding your clothes, yes. putting your clothes away, and then washing your clothes again. Yes. Doesn't stop. Nope. I, I don't think a single day this week I've not gone, to my best put a wash on. And for you as well, being an athlete, you have more need to wash yeah, than any of us. It just doesn't stop. Nope. So that that's my bad. I, I, I haven't got a fix for it. I haven't got a cure. I just think it's rubbish. Do you have a heated era? Um... I actually have a tumble dryer. See, so do I, but I'm told heated areas are the way forward. So the only issue with heated areas is, because I, I did have, I do have one, but yep. it's in the understairs cupboard. Um, God, what an exciting chat this is. Um, <laughs> damp. Oh, uh, okay. Because also what I've learned with the, so we've got one of those tumble dryers that isn't connected to the wall, the water goes outside, you have to empty the water out of it, our tumble dryer. Right, yep. The amount of water that comes out of those clothes, I can understand why we are damp in the old flat now with the with the heated air, um, yep. air because there's so much water. Yeah, well, I'm with um, you on that. So that's um that's uh back to, back developmental. to developmental. Yeah, someone should write a good rap song about washing clothes. There's too many songs about clubs and not enough about laundry. We'll have a look at that, shall we? All right, uh, that could be your big TikTok sensation. <laughs> and earning the push for you then. Clothes. Go on, uh, earn the push is um it's a big statement I'm about to say what I believe to be the greatest service station motorway service station in England Beaconsfield services absolutely wrong but go on well we'll get to that in a sec oh they are glorious we've been training at a different place this week because we need to use our official pitch I've gone past them three times this week and it's been and I will again on Sunday when I get sat there when I go to my match and oh I'm excited nope. so let me hit you up let me let me give you the sell on Beacon are you gonna tell me you're going to tell me Gloucester services, aren't you? Let's hear you, Beaconsfield. You're going to tell me you like the farm shop services. I knew you did. Look at me. Of course, you... course I like a farm here's shop. Here's my biggest... So I think Gloucester services are brilliant, but here's my biggest issue. Go They're on. only 15 minutes down the road from me. They're too close to stop at. Okay, right. Tell, sell sell me on Beaconsfield then. Go on. Well, it's got everything. What's that? You want to stop for a cheeky pint on your drive, do you? There's a Weatherspoons. Oh, my God. Right. Why is, why is there a Weatherspoons at a services? That's what people often say. They say, we need to have it easier for people to access alcohol before continuing yes. their journeys. Um, let me run you through. Nando's, right. Pizza Express, mm. El Mexicana, your classic McDonald's, um, Leon, Chosen Noodle, Greg's, Starbucks, WH Smith, M&S Food. Tell me that you're not going to go in there. I could go, for, it's an hour and 20 from my house, and I could go for a day out at Beaconsfield Services. You and your tuba walking around. Yeah, we could go for a day out. I'm, do you uh, know what, that o- impresses only me. Is the car, only issues the car park. In what sense? The car park is just too busy. Because that's the thing, everyone knows Beaconsfield's great. Yeah. So it gets really, really busy. Um, 
I'd also like to give a shout out to the other two I think that are up there. Um, Rugby Services, very new, very spacious, very nice. Also have the brilliant pun of a sign that says, scrum on in. Oh, that's good. Very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, And then also Oxford Services are low-key, bit of a banger as well. Okay. I mean, none of them will hold a candle to Gloucester. I mean, Gloucester is... So, Gloucester is special. Gloucester services are... They're, they're a different sort of service. But as I say, they're a bit close to me. I can't I can't justify... Go- I did go for tea there once, though. Do you know we what... We did once go, <laughs> should we go for tea at Gloucester services? Well, you would. And do you know what I didn't realise? Because I am an idiot. I remember going into Gloucester services once and going, oh, they've changed everything around. And then realised that the first time I'd gone in, I was on the way up. And the second time, yeah. I was on the way down. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it happens. Um, also, tea bay service in the north is the same as Gloucester services. It's a... Uh, it's a farm shop service. I oh, you starting to realise that I'm quite passionate about service stations. Well, I think we've got our next podcast sorted. I, I... I'll tell you what I hate. Okay. Sorry. And this is the one thing against rugby. I hate a services where you have to come off and then go to a roundabout to get to the services. I want to come off the slip road and straight into the services. I, I think people can hear more on our soon-to-be-coming-to-your-feeds <laughs> spin-off podcast yeah, give me a very quick punny name for our service station podcast. Uh, so I can see you're thinking of it. Full service. Brilliant. There That'll do for now. Silver service. Yeah. Um, right, okay. I can't believe we've done that much on tubers, pigs and service stations, but it's that stage in the show. Uh, look, we've talked about our dream rumble scenarios. Let's wrap up. What is the worst thing WWE could do at the rumble, which means we will spend next week's podcast moaning? I'm going to give you mine. A Brock Lesnar rumble win. That's exactly what went in my head. Just because we've done Brock Romans so many times. So, yeah, I think that would be absolutely terrible. And I'm going to throw in for the Women's Rumble, a back-to-back Ronda Rousey Rumble win. If we end up on next week's show talking about Ronda and Lesnar, I think all the good work they've done is going to come to naught. Yes, agreed. But I do think you have Brock in the final four. Tease it. Give me a Rhea Ripley, Brock Lesnar stare down in the final four. I'm sold. Let's do it. Right, we will know by this time next week. As Charlie says, if you've got any New Japan knowledge you can drop on us or anything else, get in touch. He is Charlie. Any services. Let me know your favourite services. He's going to edit that bit out. He's Charlie <laughs> underscore Beckett. I'm Jack underscore Murley. This has been Earning the Push and a dollop more. We'll see you next week with Rumble Reaction, Dynamite Reaction and so much more. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.